Hey guys, welcome back to Just Because, where we interview all of your favorite teachers, Just Because. My name is Gabby, and today we are here with... Mr. Ardois. So, Mr. Ardois, what grades and what subjects do you teach? I teach, uh, I teach 9th, 10th, and 11th grade Bible um, this year. Okay. So, how did you start teaching? I started teaching back in 1997. I actually started as a permanent sub at Gulliver Prep. Uh, I was coaching uh, basketball and track, and uh, they needed a permanent sub. So I started that way. And then within one year, they got me in the classroom as a history teacher. So because that was kind of my passion back then was history. So you started in history at Gulliver? Yes. And then you moved to Florida Christian? No. Then from Gulliver, after about two, three years there, I went to Dade Christian School for uh five years and then I actually left for a little while to do other things related to high school still but not in the classroom then I came back to Dade Christian for another six years after that and then I came to Florida Christian wow I've been teaching a long time (laughs) all right so do you enjoy teaching bible no it's a passion of my life yeah it's it's everything it's I've always told the kids that I teach and um you know it's a tremendous responsibility to teach bible it's something that is, um, it's a blessing, but it's a tremendous weight in the sense to, to you know, we're commanded to properly teach people the word yeah, of God. Yeah, because it takes time to make sure you're not saying anything false. Yes, we have to make sure we're correct. And uh, the Bible very clearly warns in James 31 that not many should become teachers, that we're going to face a stricter judgment. So I'm always telling, you know, of the other Bible teachers here and other places I know that, like the weight of what we do is heavy and we need we need to be correct. As, as correct as a surgeon needs to be in surgery, that's how correct we need to be yeah. in what we're teaching in our classes. And humble too, when we don't know or when something's unclear, we need to be humble about that. So I, I love it. Um, Bible's sort of the... Thankfully, God has made that the passion of my life, um, more so That's than other amazing. things from the past. So, Okay. So what are some things that you do when you're not teaching? Oh, when I'm not, well, when I'm not teaching, I'm preparing to teach. Literally, mm-hmm. most of my life, the people around me know is, is preparing to do what I do. So it's, it's all the prep work that people don't see for teaching that needs to be done. It's, uh, it's late nights. It's early mornings. It's all summer. But aside from those things, preparing, I mean, I'm the chef in the house, so I'm, I'm preparing food for a family of What's five What's your favorite every food day. to make? To make? Probably probably spaghetti and meatballs, just because it's my my tiny one. It's her favorite food. So I know that she really appreciates it, and I like it too. So the things that I make, um, yeah, I, I make some grilled asparagus and shrimp that, that some others in the house like too. So so I, I enjoy cooking that. And um what else do I do? I do a lot of reading. Um, I enjoy like relaxing, maybe going to a game here and there, you know, for some relaxation time. Okay. So do you have any obsessions with any like movie characters or collect anything? Some people would say I collect Bibles now. Um, (laughs) I have a lot of Bibles. So I used to collect like when I was a kid, like cards and football cards and baseball cards and stuff like that. But I really don't collect anything anymore other than maybe Bibles and books, lots and lots of books. If you've been in my classroom, all those books in the back, I've I've read most of them. There's there's a few I'm still waiting to get to. Um, Obsessions with movie characters. When I was was younger, Rocky was my big obsession growing up. What's that from? Rocky. It's a boxing. It's like a boxing uh series of movies. Never seen oh, yeah, it. Yeah, it's this underdog Italian boxer and you know he really should he's really not that talented, but he's got that like, this big heart. Uh-huh. You know? And so yeah, I used to love Rocky and um wow. That, that that for my childhood that would be the biggest one. I don't think I really have like a movie obsession. 
now with a particular character. So. Okay, okay. So what's your daily schedule? Daily schedule for me, like on a weekday, uh, wake up, wake up at about 4.45. 4.45. 4.45, 4.45, maybe 5 if I, if I want to like linger in bed. And then get up, uh, study, study the word, but not study the word to prepare to teach you guys. Like just study the like word for, your for me, right? Yeah. Study the word, pray, um, use the rest of the time to get anything ready that I need to get ready in order to teach today or anything you know, pertaining to whatever other responsibilities I have here, department head, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and then at about, about 6.15, 6.20, it's helping the wife get the kids ready and um, getting all their food and lunch boxes and anything they didn't get prepared the night before, get to school about 7.30, teach all day long. Um, and then after school, I usually have meetings now. So I'm usually in some kind of meeting of some kind uh, for Florida Christian after school and then it really depends on the day um go home keep preparing um cook kids to bed um i usually go to bed i don't know i might go to bed 12 or 1 like i don't sleep a lot i sleep maybe four hours a night i've been that way i've been that way for most of my life actually since even i was little and you're not like tired no if, if i go too many nights with less than four i might get a little tired maybe need a little nap one afternoon but no i've been blessed that way i have extra time that's that other crazy. people don't have yeah i just and and it's just been normal for me for a really really long time um so yeah again it, it depends on the day like you know today there's there's um community group from my church so we'll go do that tonight um other nights obviously you know last night i was here right at school for an event so but most nights it's just go home make dinner spend some time with the kids yeah. help them with their homework um and then get them ready for bed and bible study what about on bed. a weekend Weekend for me is kind of like wake up. I still don't. I might wake up at 530 or six, maybe instead of five. And uh, then on a weekend, if there's not some event or something that I'm coming to the school for or to, the, to my church for, I'm I'm spending all that time until they wake up at nine or ten. I'm studying the word for myself. And then that's when I really get a lot of prep done for school like i put a lot of time into preparing these classes and, and, and what i do here and stuff so i'll use saturday morning saturday night when everyone goes to bed i'll stay up and work more i try not to do as much of that work while they're awake you know especially on the weekend you know i want to spend time with the family yeah and, uh, so i'll try to do that before and after and sunday of course same thing except you know there's church you know so we yeah. go to church in the middle of the day and all that so. okay so what is the best joke you've ever heard I mean, for me, I was thinking about that one. Um, <laughs> just a, just because it's a quick joke, I can't really tell it, but everyone can look it up, right? Michael Jr., or a comedian named Michael Jr., um, and the joke is called Invisible Man, right? So it'd be really long-winded for me to like tell the joke here, but just look it up. Michael Jr., Invisible Man, and okay. Michael Jr. is just awesome. Right? He's a clean, you know, quote-unquote clean comedian. And just, just funny, especially if you like dry humor. If you like that kind of like dry humor where he's not trying that hard, you'll love Michael Jr. So. Okay. So if you weren't working here at FCS, where would you be working? I hope I'd be working at another Christian school doing the same thing. I, I can't imagine doing anything else. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, it could happen. And if it happens, it happens. But I can't even imagine teaching something else. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if I just had to teach history again. But history is sort of related to the Bible. Too. It is. And I came here, actually, when, when they hired me here, I came as a geography teacher. I didn't teach Bible my first year here. That's what they had. 
available yeah. and it was a better move for my family at the time and we did a whole lot of bible in that geography class we did geography too right but we did a lot of bible but but if i had to go literally work somewhere else or do something else i would still hope i would be somehow teaching the bible um now the other thing that some people know about me that i'm i'm in the process of getting nationally certified as a biblical counselor so that is something that may you know, who knows maybe god leads me that way down the road to <clears throat> to rather than teaching in a classroom what's that process like like what do you have to do to get certified mm -hmm. oh i just did a year-long you know the year-long course kind of study on counseling and theology you know the theology part was a little easier for me than the counseling part and now i'm in stage two of three which stage two is more of a testing phase it's basically a whole ton of essays i have to write on different topics it's it's the equivalent of a 50 60 page kind of paper wow it's peer reviewed reviewed by yeah and then you got to make revisions so that's going to take about a year and then uh, stage three is more practical it's more actually counseling people but observed counseling having you know someone a certified fellow they call it kind of observing you and stuff and then you can be nationally certified and uh, we're hoping to use that in the school there's a plan to have that be used within our school to help wow. our students i'm already using it in the church so if I had to do something else besides teaching, that's kind of seems like the direction the Lord is leading me. I'm hoping to do both, but. So it takes like a total of three years to get certified? It could, it could. Um, I wouldn't say the last part should take that long, um, but yeah, maybe two to two and a half years total. Wow. To become a nationally certified biblical counselor. So. Yeah, that's a lot of work. It is, and that's on top of, you know, like all the other stuff keeps going, all the stuff here, all the other responsibilities, but if the Lord calls you, the Lord calls you, so. Yeah. Okay. So what's your dream accomplishment? Like not something that would necessarily happen, but if yeah. you did, if it did, you'd be extremely happy. <sighs> I mean, that's so that, that question is, is on a personal level, just that, you know, that, that my, my three children would grow up to know the Lord. And that's really accomplishment. That's really God's accomplishment, right? Not yeah. my own accomplishment, but that they would know the Lord. And in my case, I have three daughters. So I would love that regardless of what they do, regardless of what careers or paths they take, education, that, that they would be, if the Lord calls them to, to family, right, that, that, that they would be godly wives in their case and moms on top of whatever it else is that they do. I mean, to me, I would look back in my old age and be like, okay, like, you know, I did my part, the, the Lord and the Lord, you know, honored you know, us and our family for teaching our girls. So that's on a, on a professional level. Um, you know, just that everyone who comes through my classroom, I guess, can honestly say that they heard the gospel, you know, and that it was taught. That I can't control what happens with that, but that the gospel was clear when people go through the room. So I'm not really big on like prizes and awards and accomplishments yeah. and, you know, so. Just that so people know the Lord. Yeah, or that, you know that that's my hope that they know the Lord. I can only control the part about you're going to hear about it, right? Yeah, you're and doing you're your job planning the seed, and you're going to hear about it accurately. That's that's the goal, um, and God willing, and then just pray, pray, pray that they receive it. So, yeah. So, what's your favorite sport? Football. Football. Yeah, football. I mean, I like all sports pretty much, but to watch football, um, yeah, it's, it's the one I enjoy the most. I, mean, I like basketball too, and, and and some other sports, but football's the main one. So is football your favorite one to play too, or just to watch? Um, well, now you know. Now I can't play anything really because I'll fall apart probably. <laughs> but um, but no, when I when I was growing up, no, probably basketball was my basketball. favorite to play when I was growing up. Yeah, basketball. But football has always been my favorite to watch. More entertaining to. Like, for me, for me yeah. anyway, watching it was was always more entertaining.
All right. So what was your dream job when you were younger, like middle school, high school? Uh, I was going to be military and then police officer. That was sort of my path. I was I was actually set to go to the Marines wow. coming out of high school. And then my high school basketball coach said, hey, why don't you stick around for a year and like help me coach? You know, because I wasn't the best player, but I was like a sort of a cerebral player, you know. And so he thought I would maybe make a good coach. And I thought, I was like, well, I guess it can't hurt if I stick around for a year, go to college and, you know, and coach. And then I ended up falling in love with coaching. So I, I did that out of high school for a while, for like seven years, seven, eight years I coached. And then I eventually got into college officiating. I was a college basketball official for about 10 years um, after that. So sports was a really big part of my life before kind of God Bible kind of took over. Um, and so, but through that process, getting back to your original question, I was going to go military and then police officer. That was the, that was my plan in my head. I just always loved that idea of the whole, you know, the heroic thing, you know, the yeah. serving others and being heroic and fighting for those who can't fight for themselves. And that whole thing kind of appealed to me, kind of that, you know, that little, that warrior mentality kind of thing. So that's what I was set to do. And like God placed you there before you even... Before he was even at the top of your life, if you wouldn't have stayed back, then yeah, that's true. No, I can see, I can see God's hand and all that coaching and all that officiating. You know, the the coaching, you know, kind of got me out of my shell. I was a stutterer growing up in in high school and middle school. I stuttered a lot, so I didn't like talking in front of people. Now I talk for a living, you know. <laughs> yeah. And part of the way I got that out of me though was was uh, was by coaching, you know, like because it was something I was comfortable with and it wasn't so formal. So I I got used to talking a lot. And then even with all the different experiences in the college officiating, you got to get used to having a thick skin. You got to get used to people not liking you, people yeah. saying horrible things about you. Look, when you teach Bible, that's going to happen. You know, you got to. And then just the other experiences in my uh, in my life, every single thing, whether I thought it was worth it or not at the time, I can look back now and see how God was preparing, even teaching history. I used to teach history. I mean, you're in my Bible class now, yeah. right? And even though we haven't broken down a ton of scripture yet, because we just started, but the way I, the way the way that it, it turns out, I break down scripture, which is just simply the way I learned in seminary later, but I didn't realize that I was doing that. I learned that through history. I, w I used to break down historical documents like that. The declaration, I would teach it to my kids, like line by line, break it down, you know, get into the language and really figure out what they're saying. Little did I know that, you know, God was prepping me for something. There's a purpose for all of it. Yeah. So that when I actually was born again, it just, it kind of came easy. You know, certain things came easy. And, uh, and that was one of them, just the idea of sitting down with the scriptures and like breaking it down. Um, and then I learned more about it later, right? As I yeah. went to seminary, got my master's degree, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's really cool. You know, God's, God's sovereign. I mean, he's in control of all things and all that was mapped out. So sometimes, sometimes you don't see it in the moment. Yeah. Like, man, why, why was I doing that for? It's just like, all the pieces they fit together and later yeah. you can look back and be like oh my gosh god yep. did that god did that and there's so many other things we'd have to be here for an hour there's so many other little <laughs> yeah. things that happen that i'm like wow now i see that right even the heartbreaks too like the you know bad things that happen yeah so what's your favorite candy uh twix it's, it was between twix and kit kat to be honest with you but lady i don't know i don't know if that's just i'm getting old and i like caramel more <laughs> But uh, it used to be Kit Kat. Now it's Twix. Those are by far the the best two. I don't understand how other people like anything else. To be honest with you, those are the best two. <laughs> Twix. Okay. So, what's your favorite fruit and what's your favorite vegetable? All right. Well, vegetables easy. Asparagus. Asparagus. Right? Yeah, it's got to be cooked right. It's got to be cooked. It's got to be prepared properly. But asparagus, um, fruit. Um, 
I mean, if it's just for fruit by itself, probably an apple, you know, but I make fruit smoothies like almost every day and, and you know, I eat strawberries, blueberries, bananas, cherries. Um, but probably if I just had to sit down and eat a fruit, it, it would be an apple. Okay. So since you're a Bible teacher, um, what do you think the fruit was that Adam and Eve ate from? I have no idea. No yeah, idea. No idea. You don't even have an opinion on it. No, uh, I, I've heard people speculate about that, but it was a fruit. That's all we know. It was a fruit. Everyone assumes it's an apple because that's just like you're kind of like what I I picked an apple for that, and a lot of people would would pick apple, but I have no idea. Because you're a teacher. Because teachers like apples. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I guess, but uh, I don't know. I just know they should not have eaten it. That was a that was yeah. that was a mistake. But I mean, if we were there, we would have done it too. Like if yes, anyone was there. Absolutely. So right. Okay, so if you were a celebrity, what would you want to be famous for? Okay, so it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to sound a little bit like, oh, of course he's going to say that. But there are celebrities, right, that, <laughs> that use their fame to point to Christ. So I yeah. would want to be famous for being, if I was a celebrity, for being the celebrity that really doesn't point to himself, that really tries to point people to, to Jesus, you know, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, there, 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 there's some out there, you know, there's the Tim Tebow's of the world, right? That use their fame uh, to point people to Christ. That was mm-hmm. their main, you know, they saw that as the main purpose of their fame, right? And so I, I would hope that that's what I would be known for. And really, not, what else is there really to be known for? Exactly. All Everything else is going to fade anyway. So that, yeah, that, that would clear, that would definitely be it. Okay, so last question. What is the best, weirdest, or funniest, just something in the classroom that stood out to you? Yeah. The, so in the classroom, the, the, the funny moment would be almost way too long. It happened here three years ago. Just it was just a really funny moment with this girl and the way she laughed. And she just couldn't. <laughs> she would like snort um, <laughs> when she laughed. And I actually played a video from a comedian named Tim Hawkins at the end of class one day. Right. We'd finished our lesson and I played it. And he's literally doing the laughing like he's he's doing the joke and she's laughing at it the way he's doing it. And the class just erupted. I mean, I've never seen people laugh that hard. So that that would be a funny moment. But the best moment in my 20-whatever years in the classroom now is that my last year at, at Dade Christian, um, there was the last two, three months of the school year. It was just, I, I taught it the same way I always taught it. Um, it's the same class you're taking now, actually. Right? The, what's the freshman Bible class now was, was the course I was teaching there. And I just saw kid after kid after kid. It was, it felt like it was almost daily for a couple months coming to know the Lord, like coming in in repentance, like just coming into the room and just crying, you know, and it was just, it was this amazing move of God that was happening. And it was, it's almost like, yeah, like, like not even a revival, but like an awakening um, that was happening. And it all kind of culminated in, I was teaching John 13, which is almost towards the very end of the, of the school year. And I had been kind of giving hints for a while that I was going to do something a little weird that day, but just to scare them. And basically it was John 13. There's a foot washing in there. Jesus washes the disciples feet. Right. And so I kept making jokes about their feet. Like, Hey, make sure your feet are clean. And of course they're getting the ones that have foot phobias are getting worried and everything, but I wasn't going to do anything. Well, I actually, they walk in, I set up a foot washing station in the classroom. Right. But just to illustrate, it wasn't nothing. I wasn't going to plan on doing anything with it. Right. Um, I was actually going to have my, uh, my neighbor, one of my coworkers, one of my fellow Bible teachers come in and we were actually going to show them how the foot washing worked just to put a visual to it. And there's a whole teaching that goes with that, that you'll learn later this year, right? In your case and others that go through here, you should be learning it as you go through the, the Bible classes. 
And it's amazing. We ended up two days. Once I taught what the lesson was, which is a lesson of what God has done for you and the repentance we should have as Christians daily. We had two straight days. It's going to sound weird to everybody hearing this. We had two straight days of kids volunteering to come up and either wash feet or have their feet washed, depending on, depending on what they heard in that lesson and depending on how they, how they heard that lesson in terms of like, man, I have been, I haven't been humbly repenting to God every day. Right. Or, oh man, like I haven't been serving the way that I should. And it was two straight days in almost all my classes of that and not forced. I didn't force anyone to do anything. I mean, I had people weeping. There are kids crying in front of each other. You know how hard that is, right? And, yeah. these, and, and these were mainly freshmen and sophomores too um, at the time. And so there was even a reconciliation of two friends. I'm like teaching the lesson behind, like they're behind me in the positions I turn around and they're sobbing, holding hands. And later I found out that it was a friendship that had been just destroyed for years. And I happened to pick those two out of the crowd to be there. Um, so it was just this, this crazy, amazing That's thing. Amazing. that The people that have heard about it said, Oh, Ardua, have you done that at Florida Christian? I'm like, you can't recreate something like that. That's gotta yeah. be something that that was the Holy spirit. That was not me manipulating that. So I'll never forget that. I'm still in contact with a lot of them now. Um, you know, they're obviously in their twenties and stuff in college, but, but it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. That's and amazing. So, yeah. I mean, you know, something like that here, I'd love it. It doesn't have to be butt washing, right. But just yeah. a movement of God and the spirit like that in our, in our student body would be amazing. And I've seen a little bit of that, right. Our you know, high school Bible study we're in yeah. is growing a lot. And, and so uh, I pray we see, I pray we see more of that. Mm, me too. All right, so that's all for this episode of Just Because. A special thanks to Mr. Adwal for joining us today. Tune in next time to get to know more of your favorite teachers only here on Just Because.